0: yo 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 you already know say yo 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 hey welcome to the show what's up what's up what's up what's up everybody i am marissa the thinker and you are now tuned in to another episode of thinker versus speaker i got another special guest in the building today i call her tiffany tiff t-i-capital f You know, some call her Chef T. I mean, well, she got a lot of names and a lot of hats and a lot of things that you do. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, Tiffany? How you doing today? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Marissa.
1: I'm feeling good. (laughs) You already know, enlightened,
0: blessed, yeah, everything positive, and all of the above. Okay, okay, it's just another. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. All right. You want to tell the people a little bit about yourself before we get started?
1: Sure. So, uh,
0: hey, y'all. My name is Tiffany Tolls.
1: Right now, I am the CEO and owner of Catering to a T. We are a full-service catering company um, based out in St. Louis. Uh, We pretty much can handle anything from event planning to catering. Um, so just adding a couple decor pieces, uh, whatever you need for your event needs, we can pretty much handle it, which is pretty cool. I am also a doctoral student at Missouri S&T, which is Missouri University of Science and Technology in Rolla, uh, studying engineering management and systems engineering. Ooh. My research is in <laughs> sustainability, yes ma'am, and I specialize in data analytics. I'm working on my second publication now, with my thesis already being published, and I do also already have a master's in engineering management with a PM certificate, as well as my bachelor's being in petroleum engineering. So, damn, girl. Yes, girl, crazy life. Outside of that, all I do is do is write write poetry, free my mind, um, travel.
0: Um, but yeah, that's pretty much a little bit about me. Ooh wee! Okay, I'm glad you made it through petroleum engineering because that one class broke me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I must say it was definitely a struggle through. <laughs> no matter how we how you see it, we both still made it through. We both still made it through,
0: girl. We- <laughs> I remember too. I thought about that the other day. I was like, "Yo, me and Tip was really in classes together. I was like, if I asked her questions, I might have made it. But I was, mm-mm. like mm, <laughs> shit doesn't <that> make sense." <laughs> y'all, y'all, this is no understatement. Like, we would be, we had petroleum fluids together. Oh yeah, and I'd be, I'd be in class. I didn't know what this man was talking about. And Tiffany would just be tucking her nose like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, it's easy, yes. <laughs> but- <laughs> Tell me more, why don't you? Know? <laughs> no. Exactly, and I'm just like, what language is he speaking? Because <laughs> this shit don't make sense. I was like, we don't even have enough, we don't even have enough uh uh fucking factors to answer this question, do we? Yeah. It's like, yeah, bruh
1: like dude yeah
0: now I do remember
1: that teacher he was very uh, vague and I yeah. felt like he was he did that on purpose so it was like oh yeah I'm not gonna give you too much of the answer and the question but he was one of those professors where I was like all right dude so what are you even really asking <laughs> I didn't know right, <laughs> like what are you what are you testing on again
0: I had no clue. (laughs) Exactly. No, exactly. Uh, I had no clue. Okay. Okay. So what made you, um, so did you always kind of aspire to go for a doctorate or did that just kind of like happen as you went along, like the route? Um,
1: I've always, uh, I can honestly say I did always aspire to have some type of education, but as far as to go as my doctorate, um, I would say it kind of happened on the way along my path. But one thing about things that happen, I feel like in your life, as life goes on, Mm -hmm. as you look back, you know, you start to realize that the seed was already there. You just never paid attention.
0: Now that's real. Like,
1: um, yeah, like, uh, when I first got, so in order, like, and honestly for me, college is a dream come true. When I was, um, in high school, my mom, you know was honest with me about you know her ability to be able to afford for me to go to college so she put a lot of efforts in helping me get scholarships um making sure that i was staying on track keeping my grades
0: yeah because sure you were not playing once you essays. got there yeah mm-hmm.
1: exactly but a lot of that underground work honestly that was all my mom and um she is she pushed me to apply for the gates millennium and it wasn't until i actually got the gates millennium scholarship in 2011 that I realized that the possibility for me to go to school, however long I want to go, whether that's for my
0: oh, yeah. master's,
1: right, or my PhD, it will be covered. Now, when I went to school and I got my bachelor's, I did get a job. So, I mean, like, <laughs> at first I was like, no, nah, I ain't going go. so. yeah. to go further. <laughs> but it's crazy because the whole time my gates never expired. So it was more so like um, I just deferred it for a year. And then while I was working, my advisor was like, hey, come and do this research. I think you'll be really good at it. Just based on a lot of the undergrad opportunities I had already took advantage of. Mm-hmm. I did it and I loved it. And it brought out another side of me that I didn't realize pretty much I had the skill in. And so from there, my Ph.D. was just a continuation of that. But. Like I said, the C was already there. Mm. Even though in the beginning I wasn't thinking PhD route, God already had me covered, I feel like, because even though I wasn't thinking it, the funding opportunity never never, it never left. Right. The right. door never closed for me to be able to do that. So
0: That's yeah. dope. And, <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that new skill set that you're talking about, is that like the research aspect of it? Yes. So research
1: and development is a skill set. It takes... A lot of skills to be able to read something, draw correct inferences from it, to build data, build hypotheses, and to be able to build an experiment, then go back and say, hey, this is what I did wrong with this experiment. Here's what I can do further and to continue to better that. So I feel like having that skills, they're like critical thinking and problem solving skills to me.
0: Um, Yeah, you was good at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. A
0: solution. That's one <laughs> you thing was I was good at that. Yeah. I was gonna
1: find one thing about me, and I feel like that's just me in general. It don't matter if it's with school or anything. I'm gonna make a way out of no way. <laughs> like
0: that's a fact. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, we're gonna find out how we're gonna get this done. You know,
0: don't worry about that. <laughs> that's very much true. That's very yeah. much true. Yeah. Okay, cool. And which one do you say that you like better? Do you feel like uh engineering is more in line or research is really where it's happening now? Well understand, even though I am on the research
1: side, everything that we're doing is still considered engineering. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, It's still, engineering in general is, to me, well, I mean, you could look up engineering, and I'm sure (laughs) that the definition would be somebody who, like, designs, builds, or maintains, but um, in the end, engineering in general is all about, um, to me, innovating a a process, Mm -hmm. so making something better, like coming up with a better or a new solution or a new process or product or, you know, any type of improvement to me is it's is what engineering is. And anything that you're doing, whether that's on data side, you know, soft skill side or even if it's just conceptual and there's no mathematical process to it. You know, anything where you're building and you're improving on it to me is a reengineered product designer process. So it's all engineering.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a a very good way to put it, actually. I think that's actually the best definition of what engineering is, to be honest with you. Yeah. 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 Because a
1: lot of people think, oh, engineers are these people that are going to be highly technical and, you know, or or they're like, oh, work in a field. It's so many different types of engineers across industries. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: And a lot of it is problem solving. Like even like when we were in school, like most of the things that we did always, the root of it was problem solving. Like here's the issue. And it's just like, yeah, even word shit different. It's just like, if you take calculus, calculus for engineers is gonna be a completely different uh, ball game than calculus calculus. Like it's right. just they just set it up different because it's just like your mind needs to be set up in a way where you just constantly trying to figure out the solutions to problems. Exactly,
1: exactly. Girl. Right. See, right. I told you, girl, you made it through.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, it it just led me to my own route. Because in a a sense, you know what I'm saying? Even though, like, I'm still problem-solving in my own ways now, but it's just different. Um, Like, even the road that I went down, I might have went off track for a little while, but at the end of the day, it just kind of led me something that's more in line with who I am as a person. Because for me, I kind of, like, I chose... Like, I was creative and also, like, I don't know, like, I had, like, technical skills. So, it was just, like, I could really do either. But, like, I like being creative. But I always thought it's, like, man, creative people don't make no fucking money. Creative people, that ain't whatever the word is or whatever. But it's just, like, actually, no, that's not true. Like, that's not true. Everybody has their own thing that they specialize in. And it's not really a matter of... Doing what gets you the most accolades is doing what, um, basically is the most aligned with who you are as a person, yeah. and then everything else really comes after yep. that. Agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, you cook too. Now I remember them days in the dorms where you used to be cooking. You know what I'm saying? When you used to be cooking and stuff. So like, how did that just evolve? into uh, owning a whole catering company like how did that even come to be <laughs> well it's, it's just like you
1: said um sometimes being creative in a way just kind of takes you and molds you through your path so at a time where i was back in school so pretty much i left doing you know engineering jobs so pretty much to pursue my master's so I went from having a taste of a little bit of money to mm. going back to the student life. A lot of <laughs> That's different. Right. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't do and I would honestly say a lot of people were like, you know, you're crazy for that. That's kind of dumb. You know, everybody has their own opinion on what you're doing in life. But uh,
0: um the accolades and it, and it's
1: come. <laughs> right. In the end. I thought that oh, I'm going to use my engineering to fund my catering company because at first I was just cooking plates on campus to pretty much get by but honestly the way my life turned out my catering business is what kind of helped got getting me through my engineering school work which is crazy because the catering was more so money that was I know I can get on demand it's right. easy to create a product get it out there and sell it Ooh. the hard part was being You know, balance, stay on the process, remaining consistent, um, and still getting a quality product out there that people will want. Girl, yeah. So, (laughs) literally, my engineering helped, honestly, form the catering. And honestly, when I think about it, they honestly both helped each other in terms of my life. Yeah, Because the catering helped me learn a little bit more social skill, Mm -hmm. I would say. I was already very social, but I wasn't a great socialist. <laughs> and, and being an engineer, I was a little too blunt on things. You, know, you was very were very straight ta- to the
0: point. <laughs>
1: yeah, we are taught to be very straight to the point, but um, a, my customer service skills got better with my business. Right. Um, my time management got even better with my business um, versus uh, the, op- the opposite with my engineering. And um, Overall, it started off as just me selling plates on campus, trying to get by. Then plates became, you know, my small friend, like my friend's baby showers and, you know, small events and birthdays. And then it became, oh, Tiff, bring a dish for this. We like to host this and tell people about your skill. And then it became vendor events. And then before I knew it, I was getting bookings, like, okay. Bookings. People wanted, you know. They're like, "Hey, can you do this on this day?" And I'm like, "I guess if people are inquiring me a booking, I guess I might as well get a booking calendar."
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, and this is what we doing. We might as well do it. Right. We'll
1: go ahead, right? We might as well go ahead and do it. And it happened at a time too where also some of my family members um, were during COVID. You know, job jobs were slow, so we were able to come together, use our skills together um to so pretty much help support each other and make money through this business um support this business and support you know our wealth you know in the long term
0: right yeah it's 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 really cool when when uh families are able to come together in that kind of way um and do that like my family in a sense is kind of like coming together to do that for my mom's project I don't really want to talk about it yet because I don't know if she want me to talk about it yet but like you know it's interesting to kind of like watch these things start to come together because it starts off small it's just like oh yeah I'll help you do this oh, I'll help you help you do that whatever whatever and then like before you know it like y'all really doing the thing like y'all really doing the thing so like what is that like like running a family business because I know like it get hard like (laughs) it get hard it's one thing to deal with family but it's another thing to mix family and money and like trying to get work done so what is that even like trying to like deal with all of that and like still stay cool (laughs) so I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't nobody <laughs> text
1: you more than your family. Yeah. Okay. Don't nobody <laughs> text you more than your family. It's yeah. easy to get a coworker that you don't know, hire somebody you don't know, and have them trained and and provide for them the culture that you want to set, and they'll abide by it. Right, right. When it's your family, it's uh-uh. Why you doing all of this? Nah, I'm just. <laughs> but he's just subject to a little bit more opinion and, and constructive criticism than mm-hmm. I mean, one person may want but overall <laughs> overall, it is really rewarding at the same yeah.
0: and
1: because it is my family if i have last minute business it's a little bit easier to reach out to cuz be like hey cuz you know got a last minute client trying to book for this weekend. You think you're going to be available to work? Right. And you'll, you'll probably have better t- friends and family being available versus, um, you know, just typical people in their everyday lives. Um, okay. And that just comes with the, with the nature of the business. You know, I try my best to whenever I'm getting the employees out their schedule and their booking, you know, letting them know like ahead of time, like, Hey, you know, these are the possible dates for booking, you know, Keep this free if you're available on your schedule, but as things change and you know, clients and 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 the bookings and that timing changes, you know, also is dependent on the client. Mm-hmm. So it's it has its it has its rewards and benefits. Us also as well. Okay. Um, family just I feel like are naturally are gonna go a little harder for you. That's you know, right unless, unless you got those family. If you got the good kind. Yeah, yes. you got the good kind. Now I know everybody do <laughs> Some people be having the kind that's gonna try to do everything to sabotage.
0: It. And
1: I that's
0: know real, that yeah. But uh,
1: work it out and everything. Um, you, it's the they're gonna have the same passion for your business because they know that they're a part of it. Um, right. Ver- you know, the same way as you you do. So I right, and they want to see you
0: succeed. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then it's not even more so a me succeeding. Now that it's you know family oriented, it's a it's
0: we all turn into
1: a conversation, right? Of we're all succeeding. It's like oh, we did great with this today. Oh, there, yeah, yeah, girl, you 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 definitely did better this time. You know, for the last right. event, you know, or you know, here's where we could work on. You know, it becomes more of a team effort, and it feels good to me because it's like okay. Even though I know that I'm like the main creator of this, mm-hmm. I'm not alone in managing this and
0: they care. Right. That's good to have. That's definitely good to have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm in the middle of like restructuring now. And that's definitely something that I struggle with because it the people that you have when you're trying to like build a business or like start a business is very important. And like if people aren't in your corner or like really willing to like put in that work and like have a similar amount of dedication in you, it's gonna make it way harder than it needs to be. So like it definitely matters like the kind of people that you have around you. You wanna have people that's, supporting you and like see the vision and like also want to see you know see it come in form for real yeah it's a, yeah it's definitely a good thing to have for sure and like yeah it's fantastic so like it sounds like you run so like it, do you where are you with like the cooking aspect now because it sounds like you went from the cooking side to like I'm managing I I'm I'm running I'm running I'm running it like you know what I'm saying So I do a little bit of both
1: it just depends on the booking and the client every now and then I'm I'm the only one cooking and sometimes it's more so some of my family members that are cooking and I'm just assisting and helping managing the client from the product intake process to delivering the product So I'm trying to get more of a managing role but it just takes time to get everybody trained and that's recipes out the door yeah it takes a lot to to keep it consistent to have that foundation so
0: yeah yeah because I mean I guess definitely even in a in a in a work field like that like every every product matters like every yeah, yeah so you you don't want to get two hands off where it's just like you don't know what's going off the door because at the end of the day it's still a representation of you and your business exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah, okay, cool. So like how do you balance all of that? Like it sounds like a lot to juggle. So like how do you, how how you do that?
1: Um, it is a lot to juggle. And honestly, I um being in engineering management has helped me to juggle it the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess
0: so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was
1: like, um, so for juggling in terms of like just engineering it, like my schoolwork, engineering, and catering, I typically have about three calendars. Ooh, okay. I use use a dry erase calendar that I look at every day. And then I use the Outlook calendar. And then I use my Apple calendar. Now, my Apple calendar is like my end-all, be-all calendar. So everything goes in the Apple calendar. Uh It's a it's a cross between my catering um, and my schoolwork and all things planned in my life. Um, But my dry erase calendar pretty much handles my day to day, which is like meetings, a lot of my school stuff. And then a lot of things on my Outlook and my Gmail are like catering stuff. Right. So I do that purposely. So that way I'm I'm always planning my time. And when I say planning my time, I mean, I pretty much have a plan for my day at least for 8 to 12 hours of the day. So mm-hmm. I I plan my day literally down to the hour or or half hour however long, you know, it's going to take me to to do something. Um having that plan keeps me on track and even when I get off track or whatever, I that's when the Apple calendar kicks in. I have like alerts, alarms. So say like I could be taking a nap and I was supposed to only take a nap from 2 to 4 p.m. but um, I'm oversleeping, you know, because that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. I'm waking up, you know what I'm saying, at 4.30. So then I got an alarm on my Apple calendar that says, All right, absolutely have to wake up by 4
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 30. So you got the backup plan. Yep. The yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Got
1: the backup plan. So I schedule in for what we like to call Slack, yeah. you know, in engineering. So being an engineer, as an engineering manager, manage, manager, and having that planning. Really, uh, really helps me to balance
0: the both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, cause like it's it's interesting when you think about it, right? Cause I didn't used to be the greatest at time management. It's, I it's something that I'm definitely learning, um, or at least getting used to, right? And like the idea of being that busy seems so daunting from the outside looking in, but from what I'm learning, it almost gives you a sense of peace like you know what i'm saying to know what's coming because it's just like the first thing that i had to accept like when i was just like all right i'm i'm really finna dedicate myself to this like this is what i'm trying to grow so like i'm finna put it put the work in to do this uh and this is just like with any life changes in general y'all like almost anything it's just like okay if i said that i want to go to the gym then i need to dedicate that time and be consistent and like know exactly where it is that i'm gonna do it and be able to fit it in right because if not like if you don't plan for it there's a high probability that you might not do that in that particular day especially if it's not routine or if it's not something that you used to like it's almost like i have to know it's just like okay I'm recording with you tonight. So when I get off work today, I need to do X, Y, Z, E, and then after we need to do A, B, C. So it almost like, it's just like you've already accounted for everything. So you don't have to stress about when and how you're going to do something versus like when you're just flying by the seat of your pants, you got to be like, now, when am I going to do this? It's just like, well, I know because I wrote it down or I know because I made these routines. Yeah.
1: And honestly, I know it probably seems like I have like, oh, this super busy life. I have a lot of downtime sometimes, too, because there are going to be times where I'm not it's not like I'm booked. I'm booked and busy every weekend. I'm booked just enough for what I feel like I need to. And that's just by I feel like natural selection with my clients being that we're still small and we're still growing. Mm. So it's like I'm booked just enough for me to be able to handle the workload with my schooling and the business mm-hmm. um and even if there's ever a time where say my workload is a lot like I get a lot of inquiries for some reason for people who be wanting 300 plus people events and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> we're a small time ca- I keep telling people small you know but <laughs> But you know what? I'm glad that they have the faith that we can do that. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: They're they, they trying to <laughs> manifest it for you. They're
1: okay. <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> but even in situations like that, I just partner with others. Just split, split the workload, which is okay. pretty cool. Yeah. So you're still supporting, you know, small business, black business in general. Um, and I love the fact that we're able to partner um, and we have a great market. We're in a great market to be able to do that and so it's like we know we understand the importance of uh capitalizing on the business but also whenever it's resourcing uh time efficient to to outsource we will do that for, with partnerships
0: right right because i guess an important part of um managing a business is knowing when it's time to go outside of your tools and resources it's just like okay like you can't that's what i'm learning like you can't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone or step out of your box yeah and ask for help like if you need resources it is what it is like exactly are are you gonna die on the sword because of your pride like exactly Like, like no you want your business to be successful and sometimes to be successful you gotta ask for help when you don't have it yeah, and partnering. I'm gonna tell you something.
1: Partnering is what brought out even more business because they got a t- chance to take advantage of our clientele. So it was the same with them. Whenever they needed help, they're like, "Oh, we are know who we can call upon. We trust people. So whenever they need help, they're calling upon us. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, for some small or a whole different side of the business or whatever. Like sometimes they they feel like, you know what, hey we'll outsource the source the event planning part to you guys and we'll take care of the catering. We'll still we're still gonna make the money on the client either way because we're full service. As right. like a lot of catering companies, not everyone is full service in that way. Mm-hmm. So we take advantage of um different opportunities in our market, I'll say that, um, with the partnership. So it's never a uh to me it's never uh, it's never a loss. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. never a loss. <laughs> Never. yeah, yeah you, de- you definitely working your angles i just peaked what you said but it's so like yeah if you're doing full service it's just like oh i don't have to cook but i can still do this though it ain't nothing like it ain't nothing we can do these other things so it don't matter that's fine that's really cool though yeah. that's really cool it's dope to yeah. it's it's dope to be able to do that and like when it comes to like personal time right because that's what you're saying it's almost like you're busy but it's just like I ain't I'm not so busy where I don't have a life and, and that's also important right because like you don't want to go so hard all of the time that you don't have anything to give back to yourself because I mean if you going so hard like what is it for at the end of the day if exactly. you ain't really got nothing to give back to yourself so like how do you manage like doing all of that and then still having personal time
1: exactly
0: do you do do you have a life? You still get to go out and about? You still get to do your thing?
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely uh like I said we ain't booked in <laughs> <laughs> So we don't know when it get down to the how we normally book is we normally ask for about two week notice. Mm. So like if it's like, you know, 2 weeks into the end of the month
0: yeah,
1: you know, we ain't got nothing. I'm definitely playing me a little Tiffany time at the end of the month.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's why I started laughing so hard. I got to thinking about college and stuff. It's just like, nah, Tiffany ain't no prude now.
1: No, like, no, <laughs> I definitely do my thing. Um, so pretty much, I, I just try to plan around it, honestly. Like, yeah. like I said, it's, it's not that I'm at the point of my education to where. I'm not really in classes. So I'm at the doctoral. This is my last year. I actually graduated in May. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm ABD, which means that I'm all but dissertation. So I pretty much make my own schedule in terms of when I want to work on my research, when I'm writing, when I make meetings. So having that schedule flex pretty much um, is working hand in hand with the flexibility of being an entrepreneur with the catering business so i can always schedule in times um uh pretty much uh to get my to get me in so like um just this past week i went to conference for ASCM it's the, it's a engineering conference um, and ASCM pretty much stands for the association uh, American Society, excuse me, for engineering management. Um, and it's an association or a society in general. Um, profession of engineering management, pretty much across all majors. Um, so we pretty much had a conference and I was there pretty much presenting my research, which is pretty cool. Um, and I got I got chosen to, to speak on it. And they give you about 20 minutes and a session along with two other presenters um, in which, you know, you present whatever it is that you're working on
0: you want to talk so,
1: about your research? Uh yeah, sure. So my research is right now is pretty much um it's the three pillar framework for sustainability. Um it's expanding that framework, excuse me. So the cool thing is right now sustainability is pretty much always focused on social, environmental and economic factors. Um and it and together they created something called the three pillar framework for sustainability. Um, but history and the research and the literature shows that um, there, there is no way to really use this model. Um, a lot of models that we're employing for our understanding today are kind of old and outdated. They don't have uh, logical properties associated with how to use them, mm-hmm. no explicit description. And it's like so much research is just built upon these models and then thrown back into our literature. And then it gives me pretty much a question as to, are we as a society really moving forward, um, basing our ideals and capitals and projects off this research? Or are we needing to go reevaluate these models that we're employing for understanding? Mm. And that's pretty much what my research, uh, it talks about other factors that could possibly impact our ability to remain sustainable
0: huh yeah that's interesting yeah that's interesting as hell it's kind of funny that you mentioned that I uh so there I went somewhere and uh we were having that conversation somebody was saying that but in in the psychology realm of it mm-hmm. where research is limited only, you know, when you think about research and the things that we base, all of these conclusions that we come to as a society is based on research. Right. Right. But you only get facts off of the research that is done. Right. So right. just because these are the f- factors that they have looked into and have researched, you only have answers on those. There are still other questions and still other factors that haven't really been explored. Exactly. So you know what I'm saying is this really the answer but it's like no this is the answer for what you've researched but there are so many other possibilities
1: yeah and so pretty much what, what I'm doing now is saying okay let's use AI so a neural network AI artificial intelligence AI technology to determine if there are other factors and if so how can we build a new model and add theoretical reasoning to that model to better interpret where we stand in terms of our sustainable goals. So,
0: yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That seems interesting. I can see, like, you, are you having fun with that? Because that seems interesting as hell.
1: I am. And to be honest, <laughs> I feel like it needs to be done because so much of this world, everybody, big like big company organizations, everybody's talking about being sustainable, Mm -hmm. going carbon neutral 2030. And when you think about what sustainability means, I mean, are we forgetting that we still have a poverty line level? Are Mm -hmm. we forgetting that people still aren't afforded the same workforce? Mm -hmm. You know, are we forgetting the things that pretty much cause people to, become a product of their environment or impact their ability to receive the maximum opportunity out of their life like that to me is what every model in the old research or old literature and it does lack then because at that time sustainability was pretty much being tackled before it was even being described. We didn't really hmm. know what sustainability was. You know, all we know is that, you know, water was becoming a shortening resource, so um, we're polluting way too many gases in the air and and at <laughs> the same time we're economically going up up and down. Um, right. So it's just one of those it's just one of those things where we started tackling a problem that we really didn't know how to define yet, and so now that we're in a more of a technology-driven age, we can go back and and define explicitly what it is, and even a better solution to that, um, just by going back and relooking at the scope. Times, sometimes it doesn't even in research and just in life. Sometimes you just got to go back to where you started facts sometimes you just gotta recall you know you gotta just check the foundation so that you can build something and build higher and okay. that's and that's literally what is the overall theme in terms of what my research embodies
0: girl if i had a church piano i'd get it out, start playing it
1: because you <laughs> You honor something. <laughs> yeah, literally.
0: You honor something. Like cuz cuz that that's very much it. Like um I say this a lot of the times in like the podcast and my other and my other um thing that I do on YouTube, Confessions of a Healing Healer, what I talk about a lot is how you kind of like have to unlearn everything to heal sometimes. Yeah. Like you have to you have to question, you know what I'm saying because some of the things that you learned are these really your thoughts or these things that were projected onto you are these conclusions that you came up with growing growing up in childhood based on an inability to deal with certain feelings and emotions and situations in a proper manner right exactly So, like, you have to, in order to kind of, like, heal and start living living that life again, you have to unlearn all of these things and then really get down to the root of who you are at your core. Yes. You know, outside of what other people think of you or what people told you that you were or the experiences that you had, like, who are you exactly. down at that baseline, down at that root? And, like, that's how you can really start making significant ground and progress in any area of anything like in any type of growth to make any type of significant change you have to go to square one one of the best managers that I ever worked for in my life um, he had one rule and it was when shit hits the fan do your job yeah like when shit hits the fan like cause this is when I was working in retail he was like I need y'all to do three things when shit hits the fan he was like I need y'all to make sure there's nothing on the floor. Help customers and sell clothes. As long as you did three them three things, we ain't going to have no problems. Yeah. And it and it's very much the basics. It's just like you worried about a b c d e, like you know what I'm saying? Not a b c d e, you all the way at t w v, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You all the way down there. And sometimes you need to come back to a. And be like, okay, what am I even doing here? Yeah. What's going on? And, like, how do I move forward? Agree.
1: Because sometimes you – it's easy to get lost in the sauce, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: get lost in the journey, get lost in the process. Um, That's why – and that's what, honestly, like I said, the engineering management, that low-key help. Because, you know, in a lot of the tools that you use – And like our inbox which is like our uh, book of knowledge um they tell you all the time to constantly redefine your problem as you are constantly working towards your solution Mm -hmm. so you know if your problem has like these things you need to overcome once you overcome one you need to say all right what have i have and what i got to do next cool what i have and what i got to do next great you know it's it's a constant iterative process and recalling the foundation helps you stay on track for that
0: yeah Yep. yeah and like even on a personal level it's kind of funny when i think about it y'all don't know this but we know this tiffany first time i met you i was like what eight nine like we met at elementary school elementary
1: school yep yeah
0: <laughs> and we met through like a gifted program like yep. they just like rounded all the kids up in our school district and was like y'all smart y'all should meet each other and do like Puzzles and shit. Right.
1: <laughs> to this day, I don't know
0: what the but, point is.
1: But I have to do schoolwork and play man mancala all day. Like that's <laughs> real.
0: That's real. We can whoop a nigga ass Man mancala, mancala and all day. <laughs> yeah.
1: To this day, like we don't. I am a man champion.
0: <laughs> we all people are. be talking.
1: I miss this game, feelings hurt. Yeah. don't straight. want that smoke. <laughs> no, nah, you don't even want that. No.
0: Nah. You don't want that smoke, bro. Nope. You don't want that smoke. And did you go to, wait, where you at? Did you go to St. Sebastian, too?
1: No, I actually went to Coke and Highland.
0: Nah, I mean when we went to uh when we were in in uh oh preschool, yes. Not yes. preschool, when we had to go to them other schools. You remember how we used to have it at uh Oh yeah, the other school, and we went to Saint Sebastian and you had yes. the damn two teachers. Yeah and I was in Miss Smith class Ms. and I was mad. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> I couldn't remember the other lady. She was always seen
0: to be nicer. I <laughs> wanna call her Miss Jenkins, but I ain't Ms. sure. But I was in this mid-class, so. bro. We be mad as hell, like you listening to them playing bopping on the other side of the wall, and she got us reading books and shit. it's like, bro, yeah.
1: Yeah, Dr. Smith didn't play.
0: <laughs> she did not play. I had gotten in trouble with her one time. I never let really this shit go. She took one of my CDs, and it was one of my mix CDs that my brother gave me.
1: Oh, uh, no.
0: Man, one of the girls, I don't want to say her name. Well, fuck it. Marvelous was fucking singing and cussing on the back of the bus, and, like, the uh, bus driver was like, who's cut?" And then fucking pulled the bus over. they like, whose CD is it? It's my dumb ass. They take my CD and shit. And then uh, at the end of the day after class i go to miss smith because i already don't like us anyway and we in like sixth grade at this point so i think i'm grown so um at the end of the day i'm like um can i get my cd back and she's right. like you can get your cd back when your mom gets it it's like don't worry about it my brother can just make me another copy on the computer I'm gonna go home <laughs> right <laughs> you
1: know what you can have it considering <laughs> it moving on <laughs> okay
0: you wanna listen to stilettos that bad? You can have it, girl. Don't worry about that
1: stilettos.
0: <laughs> punk
1: the the and
0: yeah. yeah. But um my point to saying that was like if we go all the way back there, right? So like my identity growing up was being the smart kid. Like that was my identity in my mind. It's just like shit, I'm smart. Like, you know, what I'm, I'm smart. I'm one of the smartest motherfuckers walking. So then you know our paths go different ways in like middle school, high school, whatever cuz you start going to a whole different school district, right? Yeah. And uh again we end up going to the same college. College. Yep. Yep. And then we and then we meet again. So we cool, right? We cool. Um girl I was failing them classes. I was struggling. I was struggling. I was having the hardest fucking time, right? And, like, I started losing my identity, right? Because <laughs> at that point, it's just like, nigga, are you smart? What are you? Because um, this don't look like smart to me. And, like, I wasn't used to asking questions or whatever. So that shit was fucking with my pride. <laughs> like, yeah. That shit was fucking with my pride. It was fucking with my egos, fucking with my identity. So when I left Rolla, it was really, like, me, like, not even known like I was lost, you know what I'm saying? And then I had started smoking. You already know I was I was always hot. Like, right. <laughs> by the second by the second year, I I hadn't even smoked weed before I got to college. But my sophomore year.
1: Boy, like a chimney. <laughs>
0: okay it's just the facts okay it's just Mm -hmm. the facts so then like you know like I had my little identity crisis for a while and it wasn't until like about like you know a a year or two ago when I started going to therapy and stuff and it's just like I really that's when I had to like break all of that down and unlearn that and like really build myself back up to be like oh girl you struggled just because that wasn't for you. It didn't mean that you was smart wasn't smart. didn't mean that you wasn't talented. That just that wasn't for you. Like, you have a lane and that wasn't that. Like, yeah. that wasn't that. And that's okay. And, like, it would be why y'all ain't heard from me. Like, my ass was just like, nope, I can't fuck with them. They too smart for me. I just, like, I can't. Like, I didn't. But, like, you know what I'm saying? But once you, like, break out of that shell and you unlearn all of that and you work through that, like, we be fine. Like, for real. Like, we would be fine. It all works itself out in the end. Like, um yeah, it's just relearning, relearning those things. It's definitely not something to be afraid of. Like it's not something to be scared for. It's never too late to unlearn shit. It's never too late to start questioning things a little bit more. Cause it might be way more worth it than you think at the end of the day.
1: Exactly. And to be honest, you know, I I went through that myself. Not really for undergrad. I actually undergrad was kinda like my little bread and butter. I was gonna say you was busting uh, heads. <laughs> yeah. I undergrad, but then again, um I also pretty much I, I had a my Mom was really adamant about pretty much me doing what needed to be done. So I was already kind of taking college courses in high school so i knew college courses were hard mm-hmm. so when i when it when when a lot of people struggle and to even your fault i talk about this a lot we i feel like we is as the underserved and underprivileged and that's uh, that's the best way i can say it
0: Oof. Um, Okay, we get into we it. don't
1: we don't always get the college prep that we need like okay. I said, I was blessed, and I had. If it wasn't for my mom, already kind of letting me know, like, you this college gonna be hard. Like, yeah, you think you smart now? Like, my mama was breaking my ego down by doing your thing. Hey, hey, you know, you, college can't break your ego more than a black women. That's all I'm about to say. Now nah, that's, <laughs> that's real. Though. That's
0: real. That's real.
1: Um, outside of that, though, not everybody has that, and I feel like not everybody learns to what it means to only be the in their class and in their school, and then be pulled with other smart people, and it's like, dang, you questioning like where where are you at? Right, and it's only because they put they put the label on you in the first place, right? Instead of even. And I think schools are now going away from this, but instead of even separating you and, and cause still they, all they did was separate you and, and put you in a different class. Right. That class still didn't tell you anything about what Marissa was really good at. Like, yeah, they, they gave us the personality test. I don't know if you remember that. And that's why, well, <laughs> I, I was even considering any type of school in engineering or not because When I took the personality test, that's what they pretty much said. Mm. Because I like to problem solve, because I like numbers, I would do well in the STEM field. So, but I didn't do all, I didn't learn all that till I was closer towards high school. But again, everybody isn't awarded that. Like, everybody doesn't get the college prep readiness. And when I say that, I mean the, hey, Here's why you need to buckle down. Here's what Mm -hmm. it means to study. Here's what it means to ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't get that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, well, the pressure comes from the experience. But to be honest, the opportunity. So Mm -hmm. it has to be presented. The experience is going to be different no matter what type of student you are. Because what you're learning and how you learn is variable for every student. Right. But we can as a society create more opportunity for us to be already aware. Mm, yeah. So then when we're when we're faced with that pressure, you know, we'll have something in our toolbox to help us get through. And I say that because yeah, I was I was I, yeah, I made it through undergrad. I was cool, but baby grad school. <laughs> grad school, want to say something. PhDs are arrogant. <laughs> it's like it's like a bunch of Nobel Peace Prize people fighting over who got the best Nobel Peace Prize. Like, like, <laughs> it's like it's as if you put all the presidents of the United States in a room and they debate on who who was the best president. Okay. Right. That's a right. debate, honey. That's yeah. how PhDs act. It's putting yourself in a room at the top. And it's always about who can top who right who's more knowledgeable who has more skill who knows how to think differently bring more creative freedom to something and
0: you gotta really know who who you are in a situation like that because i can't imagine yes talk about pride yeah i I had the readiness
1: because you can't for
0: you can't compare yourself that's not even a place where you want to like you know what i'm saying not saying and not saying that it's a bad thing, right? Because it, it's just, like, one, people ain't even meant to be compared anyway. Everybody got their yep. certain shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, if you was put on this earth to win that Nobel Peace Prize, then you was put on there for that one, and I was put on here for this one, and she was put on there for that one. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not even no room to compare like what you do is different than what i do which is different than the next person and the next person but to get in a room where that's what that's what it is oh hell no you gotta be secure as fucking yourself what the hell is that like
1: (laughs) yes i ain't gonna lie it it, i was very insecure i'm not gonna lie it really did take a lot of growing in me Uh that's my grad school, when I started grad school, was honestly when I, when I started to get in counseling more, uh, just on a personal level. Because, again, I had never been, it's, it's different being, it's one thing being a first generation, you know, undergrad, that right. first generation grad student, it's another ball game because it comes in with the skill of knowing how to turn on this professor side of professionalism that I never got and you know me Marissa so you Mm -hmm. know just as well as I am in my education is as hard as I go her down okay (laughs) I I like to kick it so me being very social being very true to who I am it was really hard for me to find my higher self and who I am in terms Mm. of the next level and what I wanted to do because I didn't know how to balance.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And I didn't know, I didn't know the culture. You know, I didn't know that it's customary to wear black and white for interviews. I didn't know I got on the grad side, I should be working with a curriculum vitae and not a resume. You know, you just don't know (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I said what exactly it's just it's just things that are customary to the next level that i never knew and mm. although my mom did prep me in the beginning yeah. she did the best that she could yeah. for what she knew this was a, knew. Yeah, this was yeah. uncharted territory
0: so now you in there you in the unknown so no, you deep yeah yep
1: yeah, so now i'm in there so now i'm feeling the same way you felt yeah I didn't I didn't want to ask for help. I was struggling in grad courses, didn't want to ask for help because I didn't want to make it seem like I wasn't a, a top researcher being that I had to ask for help. And the other PhDs weren't. I didn't want to seem like, you know, the, the person that didn't have it already done. One thing I learned about PhD students is we can get the syllabus on Friday and there's still going to be somebody on Monday who got the project done for the whole semester. Like,
0: mm. <laughs> you, damn, damn, <laughs> damn. like <laughs> what you do this weekend, damn.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, talking about really is the verse in the Bible really ring rings bells to me, and whether you believe or not, it's you know, yeah. comparison, you know, um, comparison is a thief of joy, and I had to, it is, I had to really ring in on that in my grad career because a lot of the time i was comparing my what it looks like to be intelligent on the outside and still to other to other people what it looks like Mm -hmm. but still also falling short on what that truly means growth-wise on the inside
0: okay so okay where my piano at
1: It was, it it was definitely, it's definitely a stretch, if you (laughs) know, okay?
0: Yeah. stretch
1: in you, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so real what you're saying about the gap. I remember I was even having a conversation with my therapist about it when I was getting over that hurdle personally. And she's just like, you know, in the environments that we kind of come from, being smart in a way can sort of be a disadvantage to, to, to a certain point in your life because like when you when you think about it it's just like you you're used these things are easy things come easy so you're not used to being challenged and pushed out your comfort zone forced to ask questions and things like that yep. so then when you come into a, a scenario where things are a little more difficult and you have to struggle a little bit more now you don't really know what to do now it's different now you want a whole another level and you gotta like you know overcompensate or you kind of get faced with the like oh shit the identity crisis of like okay what it is like what is it that I'm gonna do yep so like how do you think that we fill the gaps in something like that it's something that I think about a lot where it's just like I feel like to a certain extent like kids are kind of like at a disadvantage when they put in situations like that because like even us like you, you already said it early in the podcast it's just like they isolate it's like okay y'all are the smart ones so we're gonna put all of y'all together you know what I'm saying or whatever or if you don't get pulled out it's like you the smart kid in class and you just sitting there with nothing to do because the disparities inside one classroom are so major it's just like the teachers be like oh y'all good y'all y'all got this like Y'all got it. I got to go focus on these ones with like C's and D's and like you know F's. Like I got to put my energy and attention over here and then you got somebody starting to fight in the back and whatever and we just sitting here like so what chapter are we supposed to read? Like why we reading out loud? Like like, how do you feel about stuff like that? Um I feel
1: like honestly a lot of that it, it takes the work, um, whether that's with um, programs with the school, programs, professional development programs, um, maybe parents being a little bit more adamant. Um, it takes it takes the work and it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but yeah, I feel like there has to be infrastructure for that. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's not something that's explored too much is, is not a lot of the infrastructure a lot isn't really. Um, a lot of things that create infrastructure or the foundations of a project always come from some type of research, some type of somebody having an idea about something working out, right? Something that's funded, whatever the case may be. But either way it goes, um. It has to be something that proves to be value-driven in order for it to be, one, accepted on on the back end by um, students, teachers, parents alike, and then, two, maintained. So um, I truly feel like we just got to build the infrastructure for it. More professional development programs or more robust college readiness programs. Yeah, Uh, either one. I feel like it's a difference between the education always, no matter what school you're going to go to. And that's not going to change until we probably change a lot of our tax reform education system. So, but until, mm. we that, um, until we do that, until we do <laughs> that, yeah, as a community, we can invest outside and in, into ourselves.
0: Yeah, by that's creating-
1: true by creating more professional development programs um and college readiness or college prep. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause like even when we were in because we were in college prep things when we were in, you know, like high school, middle school, stuff like that. Um, like they had them available, but even to a certain extent, it was only like a small glimpse into how hard it would be. Did you have to go to that three week program before we started college?
1: No, I never I didn't do that oh girl yeah oh
0: girl oh girl it's called hit the ground running but in reality it should be called hit the wall because (laughs) (laughs) but it was actually it was a great program you know because it was designed for us like we had to do it because we were in the diversity program we had the diversity scholarship Mm -hmm. and it's almost like they already knew it's just like where y'all coming from, it's a it's a pro- high probability that y'all are coming from a disadvantage. So we want to introduce you to what it's going to be like before you come up in here thinking that your old ways of operating
1: right. <laughs> are
0: going to work. Because they not. Because <laughs> like, they not. Nine times out of ten. And I remember like most of us in that like second week of just having like Ds and we ain't had ds in our life, like you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, just like, yo, like you know what I'm saying. Math class done been rep- done been pushed back and shit. Like, hold on, wait, cause hold on, wait. Like, ain't starting where you thought you was gonna start at all. Now you contemplating how long you really gonna be in college? <laughs> right, I went from a four year plan to a five year plan real quick, like yep. real quick. And it's just like, but but they was really onto something because it was just like, you know, you think that college is gonna be one thing. You know what I'm saying? When you come out of high school, at least right. from where I came from or the types of schools that I came from, like I ain't have to work that hard. And I took college prep classes too. And my you know what I'm saying, like the only the only college prep teacher that gave me a hard time was English. And I think she was a hater but like you know what I'm saying but otherwise it was just like oh fill out this packet like fill out this packet or you know what I'm saying y'all don't get this calculus anyway so like let's just let's just call it even and y'all gonna have to start over when y'all go to college anyway. like you know what I'm saying like, like it, it it's like that and it's just like you know once you actually go to college and it's just like oh oh like I don't even know how to study like I don't know how to study. I don't know what time management is. I used to be able to do my homework in an hour. Yep. Like, and you want me to be able to read this chapter, fully interpret it by tomorrow, and then be able to ask you questions about it? Like, you not telling me what this is? Like, oh, I'm already supposed to know what's going on before I get here? Huh? Like, what? I don't understand these concepts. Like, I don't get it. Somebody what? Help me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's why I said at least with the programs that we already already have in place, we could make them more robust, like maybe get more motivated people in places, um, tailoring the programs, partnering with industry or having sponsorships. Like, hey, you know, if you're in this program, you can take a tour with like Anheuser-Busch and see how their facilitations work. You know, like, excuse me, their facilities work. So it's like, you know, just more robustness in the programs
0: yeah more effort yeah.
1: but more 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 of the college college prep and readiness
0: <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> definitely because it makes a difference at the end of the day like these things matter like you know what I'm saying it's not good to have that identity crisis and I think and like some people fall off that don't necessarily have to you know what I'm saying it's just like you know Yeah we can struggle through it But it's just like being able to know Because like sometimes like the resources Are even there you just don't know that they there either Because we're not even used to having like resources To utilize at least I wasn't It's just like all the resources Was there but I don't even know where to begin to look For them ask for them or how to use them
1: Right Exactly
0: Yeah (laughs) Yeah Yeah, man, this was great talking to you. We don't know. I I didn't expect to talk about all this, but it's very, uh, you got my wheels turning for the night. Yes, yes. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to get into before we get out of here?
1: Um, you know, I think, um, overall, I just want um, to just specify and just remind people. That your mental health matters. <laughs> Ooh. Just just take care of you. Like, I know things get rough and when it's rough, you I mean you you're doing the best that you can. Facts. So take but take care of you. I think we would have a lot less crime and a lot less unhappy people if people just took care of them. Okay. So it's- take care of
0: you and you matter. you do you definitely do that's one of the two one of the two biggest things that i've had to learn is one how to give myself grace like we work hard people be having a lot on their plate like sometimes when you want to beat yourself up you're not looking at all the factors that are stacked against you and like sometimes you just gotta look at everything you're doing and be like you know what actually i'm doing fine i'm good yeah, today might not have been my best day, but tomorrow gonna be a better day. I had a bunch of good days. Actually, I'm gonna just, just take a break today because yep. I ain't got it today. You know what I'm saying? One thing, like, you know, knowing when you need to take that break. Like, I don't yep. have it today. Yep. And it would be okay. Because you need it. Yep. And you
1: deserve it. Exactly. You deserve, you deserve to work at a time where you know that you're in your best health
0: yes not
1: not when you i know everybody got their tired days everybody got their groggy days but outside of that you're in your best health mentally physically emotionally and you you know make sure you're giving that to yourself yeah that nobody else is really gonna give it to you not not a job you know what i'm saying I mean, not money, even though, you know, having a million dollars will make it a little bit easier.
0: It will make <laughs> it easier, but you still going to have to take a break. You know I mean? You're going to have to, yep. Either That's way. how you get that million. That's yep. what I'm learning. That's how you get that million. The first the first things first is always to kind of like take care of you and make sure you are good. Because you can't do the things that you need to if you're not taking care of yourself. Yep. How? Yep. How you going to go get that million if you tired as fuck? Yep. walking around like a zombie your brain isn't even working at the fullest capacity that it could work it yep
1: you're not, you not better off
0: taking yeah go ahead not operating at your highest creativity level right what i like to say mm-hmm. you you better off taking that break taking that nap you know what i'm saying Ain't nobody saying nap forever or break forever but give yourself what it needs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To do what it has to do. Like sometimes you gotta push that thing off to the side. Like I did that to myself this weekend. Like I gave myself the weekend. I went for a walk in the park. I deep cleaned my apartment. I sat here and I watched Steven Universe because that's just what my body needed. That's what Marissa the fuck needed. Could I have been recording? Yes. Could I have could I have been planning? Yes. But like I'm still gonna do that shit. Like I'm I'ma have to get it in today and tomorrow and the next day, but I'd rather put that in pieces and make sure that I got everything that I needed. Now I got the energy to be able to do that.
1: Yep. Exactly. Trust I sure did when now the conference this week that I was at, we were there till about we had conference stuff till about Saturday night. Maybe all Saturday, uh no, till about Friday night. So all Saturday, I did what I needed. Yeah. So that way, when I came back on Sunday, I'd be refreshed and not feeling like, "Oh my gosh, like my life is all happening and thrown at me in a whirlwind." I had a busy day, but it was a controlled busy day. Yes. I, I took my, I took the time to plan my time to do what I needed to do, and I got most of my tasks done. As a matter of fact, the only thing that I didn't do on my task list is unpack okay <laughs> and I know that that's gonna probably take me about a good week but either way it goes I'm gonna do a little little by little every night yeah little by little every night so it's like um you know I you, you do what you can while you can and I definitely took that time to relax and and do something that fills my dopamine and and motivate me to want to want to keep on grinding okay.
0: 'Cause that's what so. you gotta do at the end of the day. Because if you ain't taking care of you, ain't nobody you have to do it first and foremost. It's the law yep. of attraction. Yep. Yep. You gotta do it. You want somebody to love you, you gotta love yourself. You 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 you, you want uh you want somebody to give you a break, you gotta give yourself a break. Exactly. Like, you know, you have to do it first, and exactly. then it'll come. Exactly. Alright man, I ain't gonna keep you all night Tiffany, I appreciate <laughs> you for coming coming through and um, of course, talking with me tonight, it was a great conversation I loved it, it really Yes, was. yes, yes yes, yes If that, if y'all want more from Tiffany, tell them where to find you Alright y'all Y'all could come follow me <laughs> on Instagram, if you can
1: follow the business page, it's uh, pretty much Instagram at catering2at and that's at C A T E R I N G T as in Tom. O as an oat. <laughs> a as an apple, and T as in Tom again. Um, from there, if you follow me on the catering page, I'll follow you from back on the catering and the personal. Um, we're also on Facebook, catering to a T as well. Um, um, and then as far as um, uh, I guess, yeah, Instagram, Facebook you want to come to our website website is tm and that's tom mary tom O-L-E-S.com. uh tmtolls.com. you can get all your booking services and learn more about me
0: all right cool all right cool and if you're looking for thinker versus speaker you can find us at thinker versus speaker on youtube facebook Instagram. Thinker versus a speaker official on TikTok. If you're looking for me, I am Marissa the Thinker on Facebook. Um, Marissa Yarbrough on Facebook. Marissa the Thinker on Facebook. Marissa Y17 on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter when I feel like it, but I never feel like it. Exactly. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on YouTube, my second channel on YouTube at Marissa the Thinker. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap this up. Tiffany, thank you one last time. I really appreciate it. It was a great conversation, and I enjoyed having you.
1: Yes, it was. Thank you so much for having me. And, girl, you know, I already know I'm going to tell you like I always tell, her, tell you, you ain't got to thank me. We go way
0: <laughs> back. Okay, okay. Like that sandbox, like them faux flats on that okay. Cadillac. If you ever need me, just call me. I got you. I got you. I appreciate you. All right, y'all. Have a good I- night. We're going to see y'all next week. We, you got you got something to say? Go ahead. Uh, no, I was about to say, peace. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. All right. Wow.